Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Welcome, welcome to the Brett Boone Podcast. Explore the mind of MLB All-Star, Silver Slugger, and Gold Glove winner, Brett Boone, as he sits down with his friends from the world of professional sports. Now, up to bat, Brett Boone. Welcome to the vacation edition of Turning Two with Booney. I'm the senior executive administrative producer of this podcast. That, of course, is Brett Boone who's on vacation somewhere in Mexico. Where the hell are you, Boone? This is Punta Mita. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. It's uh, You live in San Diego. It's an, it's an, it's an easier, uh, from a travel perspective. Right. You take off out of Tijuana, and it's two and a half hours. You fly into Puerto Vallarta, you take a car about 45 minutes, back roads. Really, really cool place. And... Uh, it's kind of been my. I used to go to Hawaii during during my playing days and take the family every once a year, and that was great. But now living in Santa, this is just it's easier. It's a lot less time. Uh, prices are reasonable here, and it, it's it's just a cool place. You got a lot of things to do. Kids like it, so here I am. You live in San Diego. Yeah, I I get it. I'm with you on that. By the way. You live in San all these, Diego. For people, all these people that need to go on vacation that live in Southern California, it cracks me up. But I've just fallen victim to being the dad. And, oh, of course we have to go on vacation because other people in the country do. Yeah, but other people are fleeing like freezing cold. <laughs> I live in Tucson, Arizona. It has been 100 degrees for the last eight months. Right. You want to go, you wanna go skiing. Right. Yeah, I'm going to come to San Diego to get a break. Uh, today it's going to be 104 degrees again. Right. You live in San Diego, where people come to go on vacation. You're going to right. go on vacation somewhere else. Couldn't you just I stay th- home? I, I think that's what people in San Diego do. They go on vacation, and then they sit there like me on vacation and say, "Why am I my on vacation? I live in a vacation spot." Right. But as parents, as fathers, you know this, Rich. This is just what we do. We we do what we're told, and. Uh, it causes a lot, a lot less pain from the from the male perspective. It's like, yeah, if you just do it once in a while, uh, everybody's good with you. Your kids, your kids like you a little bit more, and uh, the wife is happy. You know, it, it's just things we do. Things we do. All right. If it were up to me, I'd I'd be at home. <laughs> would, so would... I almost sent him on vacation. We had two separate flights. They flew well, out. Why did you have morning. two separate flights? 
Well, because there was a mix-up in the scheduling, and uh, oh, who messed I up? I, I did. Well, I didn't mess up. I, I bought nine tickets, and as we were getting closer to to taking off, we, you know, we were just making sure everything was set. And they said, "Well, Mr. Boone, you have uh, our reservations say you have one one-way ticket." I said, "I have nine round trips." Apparently, I didn't. I got it was wherever I bought the tickets, it was like a scam. So I had to rebuy the tickets. <laughs> so did a, did a Nigerian the, prince call you and sell you airline tickets? The, the only, the only, uh, the only thing was, so, so, so we go back to rebook the, the flights. And when you fly out of Tijuana, you're, you're limited on your flights, but actually they offer pretty straight shots to Puerto Vallarta. Now, but just the, so people know, hold on. Let me back up for a second. Just so people know. In San Diego, there's two airports. You can either fly out of uh, of Lindbergh Field, which is the, the traditional airport in San Diego, or you can go right down to the border. You walk across, and there's a Tijuana airport, and, and a lot of folks will use that airport, especially for international flights, a little bit easier, a little bit cheaper than San Diego. Well, I don't, I don't think. The cheaper sounds great. Yeah, on paper, it sounds great. Like, oh, what a good deal I got. By the time you pay the the fees to walk across the bridge that that gets you through uh security right from, from from the u.s border to the the mexico border yeah well and you got fees and and then you know bag fees and so it sounds cheaper but it, but it really works out to be the same thing um the thing that's great about it is for people that live in live in the states on the san diego side uh the customs are unbelievable it, Come it's on really, through. it's really quick. And then when you land, coming home is the real bonus, because when you fly home, pretty much everybody on the flight lives in Mexico, so oh. they're flying back to Tijuana where they reside. So there's usually only four or five people that live in the United States. So coming back through security, there's or or customs, there's no line. I'm, I'm, there's like six people in line. Well, where normally customs? you come back, it's you got a big customs thing. What was customs like going through Toronto? Ah, uh, depends if you beat them or, or or they beat you. No, no, tell us really. Yeah, well, no, that was more Montreal. Montreal, if you go in there and clean their clock, you'd sweep them, uh, book it. We we'd be laughing as players. We'd have to go through full customs. Uh, times I went in there and Montreal whooped up on us. I'm telling you, it, the bus would go on the tarmac like every other city we go to in, in the States. And a, an officer would come on board, ask you basic questions like, you have a firearm, this and that. No, 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 no. Okay, have a good trip home, guys. And we'd get on the plane just like a normal charter flight. But if we went in there and, and beat them up, uh, book it. We're getting, we're like everybody else. We're getting our card. We're going through, we're going through the lines and, and, uh, yeah, it was a, Toronto was better for from the from a baseball perspective. At at they were pretty consistent. They were cool. I mean, you they'd give you a little we we'd pull up on the bus and they'd come in and they'd do a check and they'd ask you, you know, the questions and and just to make sure everything was on the up and up. Toronto was pretty consistent with that. But Montreal, it it was cat and mouse. It's like if you won, uh, you might have to go through customs. It depended on who was who was on duty, who made the call. But yeah, it was you never knew in in Montreal. But but Toronto was they were pretty cool and it was pretty pretty consistent. Fans might not know this, but um, describe what it's like to go through TSA because you know we just kind of magically assume 
Brent Boone and the Mariners are in Seattle, and then instantly they're transported to New York City. But you have to still go through TSA, not like me, but it's a little different on the charter. No, different. It, it depends on on the team. Um, uh, let's say, okay, when I was with the Cincinnati Reds, uh, my five years there, we always chartered. We chartered a plane and we chartered Delta Airlines. Now that those were subject to the same rules as as everybody else, you had to go through TSA. You had to clear. Now, when I was in Seattle, we had a private plane. Um, the number two at uh, who was the owner of the Seahawks? He's passed away recently. Uh, Alan. Alan had two planes. One one was for the Seahawks, and he had another one which he rented out to the Seattle Mariners for the season. So we had great travel and we were not subject to those TSA rules. So after nine 11, when everybody else had to kind of go through the TSA and all that stuff, because our plane was private, we kind of had uh, nothing changed for us. So we go right to the tarmac as long as you're in the States, right to the tarmac, right on the plane and take off. So we didn't have to do the TSA because we had a private plane. It's like if you run a private plane now, you go to the private side of the airport. There's not a big TSA thing. You're not going through security. They kind of have your name logged in and who who's with you. Everybody has their ID. And there's no formal uh, TSA where you go through security. So, no, we didn't have to do that in Seattle. And I remember our traveling secretary at the time. He said, guys, we have it with with having Mr. Allen's plane. We've got it pretty good. So don't really be out there gloating and telling the other players throughout the league because they're still on Delta. Probably the majority of them. Some teams right. have, you know, owners have a private plane for their team, but but others didn't. So he always said, hey, we got a good thing. Just keep don't. keep it to ourselves. Enjoy it. Don't gloat. Don't don't out there be popping off about it. And and hopefully we keep this thing. And and for my years and until I retired, it, it was great uh, with the Mariners because of, like you said, Paul Allen's plane. When I would travel the first time I was on a charter, this is the giants back in the late nineties. Um, we had, we had to go through the airport. Like we had to show up at the airport, walk through the concourse and, you know, fans stand there and they'd, they'd be asking for autographs. And it was a lot, um, it was a lot looser to get through. You still had to go through uh, security, but it wasn't like TSA. And then after 9-11, um, things got different. And I remember I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. We would do TSA at the ballpark. So the TSA agent would be there with us. They'd have a pin. We walk through. They'd wand us. They'd look at our bags. We'd get in the bus, and the bus would drive straight up to the plane and get on. And that was the easiest thing in the world to do. That was that was awesome. Well, that's great. But you might want to be on the Mariners at the time. Yeah. We, no, didn't listen, do, I, we didn't have to do any of that. Yeah, uh, you wanted to be a Yankee at the end of your career. Maybe one day I could be a Mariner. What What are you doing the rest of the day on this vacation? Go to the. We're going to go to the beach and hang Which out. Is right behind <laughs> you, right. Yep, we're going to go to the beach. We're going to hang out. Uh, so kids will get ornery. They'll yeah, they'll probably go snorkeling. Some of them might go surfing. I'll 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 brave it as long as I can. I'll have my. But don't you uh, go to the beach every day? I'm not a beach guy, Rich. But you'll take, fine. you'll take you'll take the dog to the beach, won't you? Oh, I love taking the dog to the beach, but I'm not a beach guy. I, I'm just not. You know, I'm not a poolside guy. I like going to the pool. I like hanging out for the for for a bit. I get to a point where it's like it's enough. I need to go inside. So I'll go down. I'll I'll look for an excuse to come back. I'll hang at the house for a while. Maybe take a little nap. Uh, 
and then I'll go back, pick up, pick up the rest of the troops at the beach. We'll come back. We'll saunter around, take a shower, we'll end up going to a nice dinner, hanging out, uh, come home, maybe watch a little Netflix, get up and do it all over again. And then two days from now, I'll be coming home. So you just described what you do on a daily basis. Yeah. Can, no golf for me. There's golf. No golf. Does anybody have a good time on vacation? A lot of people pretend to. Right. But a lot uh, of people th- pretend to have great lives. You, on you know what I find? You know what I find, especially getting older as a dad? Uh, if I look at those kids, we've got seven kids with us on this right. trip. Um, if they're having legitimately having fun, if I see those kids having a fun time, I have a good time. That And that's honest. That's the dork that's, side that's of me. That's being a dad. That is what's cool. If I see those kids legitimately having a good time and having a genuine appreciation for being able to go to cool spots, that makes my whole trip and it's going to make me have a great trip. It's not about me on these trips. Uh, if it was about me, I wouldn't have the seven kids with me. <laughs> I'd be somewhere golfing and, and relaxing on my own. But if I do see a genuine enjoyment on their faces and a genuine appreciation, that's important too, a genuine appreciation that you get to do Things like this. If I see that, then I'm having a good trip. That makes sense. All right. So because so many dads and, and, and moms save up to go on these vacations, and then the entire time they're on vacation, they're just fighting with the kids. Right. No, I haven't been fighting with them. They've been good to this point. But they're, they're getting a little bit old now. I stay away from them. I stay away from their nonsense. But, no, <laughs> I would say I've been here <laughs> a day and a half so far so good. All right. What is Brett Boone's dream vacation? Um, <clears throat> I've got to go to a lot of pretty cool places. Um, okay. My, it's not a dream for me. I've done it 25 times. Um, but every year, the end of the end of November, beginning of December, we have a, a golf tournament called the World Series of Golf. It's for ex-baseball players. I do it every. I've been doing it since 1994. I've missed a few here and there over the years, but pretty much this is my 25th or 26th year doing it. Uh, by far, nothing's even close. We get into the month of of November that 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 calendar flips and i start thinking oh we're going to pebble i got five days i love going to spanish bay getting all my golf gear set out on the counter getting ready watch the golf channel that is by far my favorite vacation and nothing's even close um but if i had a dream vacation because i've done that so it's not a dream i think i'm gonna go golfing in maybe scotland one of those trips you know where the guys go and and we play golf uh different parts of the country because in the United States, I've played them all pebbles. My, that, that part of the country for, for golf, nothing's even close for me going to that Carmel area. Uh, but that's not a dream. So we're going to go dream, maybe go play the old course. That's your dream. That all is my world. You're going to go play golf. At, at, at I'm going to go play golf. Yeah. I'm going to go to St. Andrews. Yes. Cause I've never done it. I've never done what, it. What what are the seven, what are the seven kids doing while you're playing golf? You said it's a dream vacation. They're at home. <laughs> I would love to see. Okay, let me ask you this: Did you guys go on vacations when you were a kid? Yeah, yeah. 
where would Bob and Sue Boone take the kids? Because at one time, you were that pain in the ass kid. Well, I grew up in in my early childhood. I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, So a trip for us in the dad would mom and dad would take us to Hawaii. I remember going to Hawaii. And then we were more of we grew, you know, we're in Jersey, but we were kind of a well, my dad didn't ski, but I was a skier as a kid. Uh, we were snowmobilers. Us and the Luzinskis, the bull. He, he's kind of, the, you know, my my biggest childhood friends. Our families grew up together. Our kids with, or, you know, me, Aaron, and Matthew growing up with Luzinskis' kids. So we'd go on snowmobile trips. So we lived in Jersey. We we packed the cars up, put the put the snowmobiles on the on the trailer, and we'd go to Vermont and go snowmobiling. So those were trips that we did uh, as a family when I was a kid. And I loved them. I mean, we went from the cold to colder, but I loved snowmobiling. I loved skiing. And then once in a while, dad would take us to, to uh, Hawaii for a trip. But yeah, I don't remember a ton of vacations. My vacation was the summer. I got to go on a road trip with dad. That was, that was trips I used to do. But as a family, yeah, I remember a few Hawaii trips and, and more cold weather in New Jersey. Let's get a little colder, but some more snow would go to vermont now my mom who 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 passed a couple years ago would always remind me whenever i call up and complain about my son she would go well you know what serves you right you deserve every every bit of nonsense he's giving you so let me ask you brett would you would you want a vacation with bob and sue boone how much of a pain in the butt were you i don't know probably a little bit. I, I wasn't bad though. I was pretty easy as a kid. I knew, I knew. How about as a teenager? But once again, a, a bit of a pain in the neck, but, but not over the top. I, I knew my limits. I get to a point and I knew it's time to back off. I'm not being the cute kid anymore. I know those, <laughs> I have an awareness, you know, yeah, I'll push the envelope. But it, well, I knew when it was dad was having enough with it, that envelope being pushed, it was time to retreat because I wanted to go, you know, on this next trip. I knew, oh, all right, that's enough. Dad's at his limit. I knew how to back <laughs> off. I have that internal clock. I know I know what I'm doing. So, yes. Was I the easiest kid? Nope. Uh, now, Aaron was, of course. Aaron was Aaron was real easy kid, I think. He didn't give mom and dad any trouble. Myself, Matthew might have given him a little trouble, but I think Aaron was the easy one. Uh, and I wasn't tough. You know, you think I'd be tough. I'd be a pain in the neck. I was a pain in the neck. I pushed it, but I, but I wasn't over the top. I never went out and got in trouble or doing anything like that, but I, I pushed that envelope, like I said, as far as I could. Did Bob have a look or a word that you know? Uh-oh. Bob, yeah, he had a look. I mean, he grabbed me sometimes by the collar and kind of hold me. Mom would chase me around, try to give me a spank, and she couldn't catch me. Dad would come home and kind of put that fear in you. He grabbed me by the by my shirt, kind of hold me in a position, and I'd be and just his eyes. Dad would never spank me or anything, but he he put the he put the fear of God in me. Like I got to imagine. Okay. Is he the kind of guy when you shake his hand, like he crushes your hand? I got to imagine he's got the strongest hands in the world. No, dad, dad was strong, but I knew dad was a, you know, he was a kitty cat. So he didn't get that angry that often, but 
the times he did. I mean, <laughs> it was just that look and that we were in close proximity. He's right here with his with his hand on my like he wanted to punch me in the mouth, but he knew it's probably not a good idea to punch my little kid in the mouth. So I'm going to go right as close as I can before I act and just give him that look. And I remember that look. It happened to me on three or four occasions. And it kind of backed me off like, all right, I don't like that look. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but that never hit me. Mom, mom was a classic. She chased me around the house trying to give me a spanking. You get away till your father gets home. <laughs> ah, he's in St. Louis. I got another week. Right. I got another week to 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 kiss up and be on good terms with mom by the time dad gets home. Now, it was tough with the end of a road trip if I acted up because dad's coming home tomorrow. So it's pro she's probably not going to forget yesterday. So, <laughs> so, so if you kids out there, if your dad's in the big leagues and he goes on trips, act up like a week before he comes home. You got plenty of time to, to play nice with mom. You'll be fine. Um, would you ever take your whole brood to what are you doing? You got bees? I got mosquitoes. mosquitoes. Oh, okay. Uh, would you so would this be a fun Boone family vacation with all how many you got nine of you? Nine on this trip, yeah. Yeah. Uh Disney World. No. I'd love to see Brett Boone with all the kids standing in line. Well, what pa what it's, passes do I have? It's small world. No, you're like everybody else. No, I'm not going. No chance. No chance. That's the opposite of what I would do. My and and my daughter Savannah Boone, she's a huge Disney person. She loves Disney. I love going to Disney. Yeah, I'm not going. Oh, I'd love to see Brett Boone have patience to stand no, in line no, for two no, hours to go on the Star no, Wars ride. No chance. That's out. It's well, just move on to the next subject. When's the last time you went to Disneyland? Ten Disney years World. ago. Ten years ago, I had a good pass though. I had that VIP tour. Okay. So you go in the exits. Right. It was great. <laughs> my goal, my dream. And I'm not agent. saying, believe me, I'm not saying, oh, I have to have. No, no, I know that. You just have but no patience. It, but here's the thing. If I don't have it, I'm not going. I'm I, not stamping my feet and and making a scene. But I, I choose not to go. I choose. My not dream to go. vacation is going to Disneyland with you. Um, I would no. be so entertained watching you being impatient, standing in line. For two hours to get on the Matterhorn for See, 30 people, seconds. People get that impression that I'm an impatient. I'm a pain in the ass. I'm really not a pain in the ass. I, I, I maybe play one, <laughs> but I'm really not. <laughs> Although you ask my kids, they, they might have a different. They might. I, have a different I, I ask your wife. She's going to have a completely different story. Probably. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah. move on. Ready? Rapid fire. Got a bunch of stuff I want to ask you about. You yeah. Ready? Yes. Um, are you watching soccer in the World Cup? No. Never have, never will. It's great. I know it's the most popular sport in the world. Uh, not for me. I loved playing it as a kid. I was a soccer player as a kid before I started playing football. Loved playing soccer. Watching it, absolutely not. Next. Brady buys into Birmingham City, a soccer team in uh, mm -hmm. Europe. We had mm -hmm. A-Rod on. He bought into the um, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. If Brett Boone wanted to buy into a team, Dallas what Cowboys. What team would you buy into? Dallas Cowboys. We're, once again, finances don't matter. Finances it's don't matter. Dallas Cowboys. Why? America's team. Because I, you I like want the biggest. No, I don't. I don't. You know me, Rich. I'm not a fan of anything. I'm a fan of. I'm a fan of sport in general. Uh, 
I'm a fan of the athlete. I'm not a fan of a particular franchise. I'm not a baseball. I, I'm a fan of the game of baseball. I don't, I'm not a fan of a team. Yes, I have ties. Of, of course, I pull for Aaron Boone. Uh, I have a little bit of a tug from the Seattle Mariners because I spent a lot of time there. Part of me keeps an eye on the Cincinnati Reds because I had a substantial amount of time there. But as far as being a fan, I'm, I, I went to the University of Southern California. Doesn't mean I, I'm so excited for Saturday when we're playing football. No, I pull for the Trojans. I don't live and die. Aaron Boone loves them. He loves the Philadelphia Eagles. That was his team growing up. He's a fan. I'm not a fan. I pull for the Eagles a little bit. I pull for the Mariners, but it doesn't ruin my day if they win or they lose. That makes me a fan of sport, not of a team. So wow. I'm not a fan of anything. I'm a fan of the athlete. I'm a fan of the sport, but I don't have a, a oh, I, my team is this. I, I never have. I never had favorite players growing up. I was a fan of all the players. I love how Pete Rose played the game. But I loved Manny Trio as well and Rod Carew and Bobby Gritch. Those are the kids that, you know, the players I grew up in the clubhouse with. I didn't have a favorite player. All the players were my favorite. So if you bought the Dallas Cowboys, what would Aaron do? He'd get good seats to the Cowboy game. <laughs> would you Maybe. let him? Maybe. <laughs> would you let him sit in the owner's suite wearing his Eagles jersey? Yeah, because that's a that's a big rival. And and as kids, the Dallas Cowboy Philadelphia Eagle game, that was the big game of the year. Maybe more because I was, you know, we lived in Jersey. Right. But I remember that as a pretty big rivalry. Yeah, I got Wilbur Montgomery and, and Jaws Jaworski, Harold Carmichael on the Eagles, and then you had two tall Jones and and uh Rod and Tony Tony Dorset. Tony Dorset. Those are the those are my memories of that. So yeah. Yeah, of course he could. Of course he could. So I know Aaron you can wear, wear the Eagle jersey all you want. I know Aaron listens to the podcast. So Aaron, just so you know, if Brett ever buys the Cowboys, he's going to invite you to sit in the owner suite and you can wear your Ron Jaworski jersey. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh what a oh, you know what? You mentioned USC, so let me ask you this. What do you think of the the conferences and the collisions and the realignment in college sports that it, the Pac-12 minus USC UCLA is just hanging on the brink right now, and whether it's going to survive or not. SEC's gotten bigger, Big Ten's gotten bigger, and now the ACC looks like it's in trouble. I really don't have an opinion on it. It's like they're going to do what they're going to do. It's all going to be fiscally based, and wherever the bucks are. So yeah, I'm a Pac-10 guy. Uh, when I was playing, it was the Pac-6 from a baseball standpoint. It was just the two Arizonas, UCLA, SC, Berkeley, and Stanford was my conference, the Pac-6, <laughs> the Pac-6 Southern Division. Right. At, then it's the Pac-12. It's the Pac-10. Uh, for me, it's all about it's about the it's about the dollar, which it's always about. SEC is, you know, I look at it strictly from a baseball standpoint. When I was playing in the 90s, or I'm sorry, the late 80s into 1990, the Pac-6 was the best baseball conference in the country. Um, now it's the SEC. That's where the talent is. That's what, where as a, as a scout before the draft, where do all, every, what does everybody go where the most talent is? The SEC tournament. Uh, so from a baseball perspective, things are changing logistically. Uh, 
you can offer in the SEC for a baseball player, you can offer a completely different package than you can offer them, say, to go to the University of Southern California. USC baseball is never going to attract 10, 12,000 uh, fans for their weekend games. There's too much going on in LA, but you can go back to, to LSU. To Baton Rouge. And that's every, that's what's going on in that city that day. I mean, it's all about that SEC. So basically, you can give a young baseball player uh, that goes to LSU, you can give him the experience of being a celebrity, almost that football experience. If you go to now, if you go right. to US, you, if if you go to USC as a football player, that's different. You're you're a you know, especially the Reggie Bush, the Matt Leinart days, they were huge celebrities in Los Angeles. Right. And they were USC football players. You can give you can give baseball players in the SEC that same sort of experience. You can be a celebrity, a top pro player in a small town, give them that feeling. So there's a lot of attraction to that for young players. All right. Uh, let's get to what Boone's watching and Boone approved. You ready? Yes. What's <laughs> Boone watching right now? Boone is watching. I'm watching nothing. What have what have I been watching? Oh, I finished up with Jack Ryan. The worst series, worst season by far was season four. I've tried uh, to start it three or four times and just got distracted. It's just not that great season four. I think overall as a franchise, I think Jack Ryan's really, really quality. But season four just wasn't its best. Uh, I did start watching something. Uh, Collateral. Collateral oh. on uh, Netflix. I started watching that actually last night. It's about a, a uh, pizza delivery boy that gets murdered. Uh, I'm starting to watch that right now. And and you know what I've tried to get into, Rich, and I can't get into it. It's called Cruel Summer. Uh, I've watched two. I, I, I think this. The Bananarama song? No, no, no. Yes, the, that is also a Bananarama song. But uh, this is, I believe it's an Amazon. could be a Netflix. Cruel Summer. It's in season three. The first two were really good. This year, it's a completely different cast. So I'm watching it. I'm like, am I watching the same series that I watched a year ago? It's a completely different cast. And it's one of those where they have timelines like 1999. It'll shift to to 2001. Then it'll shift to 2000, the summer of 2003 and then the winter of 2000 or 2002. So it's one of those back and forth. Uh, I'm watching that decent for, for people out there looking for something to watch. That's a decent watch, but nothing top notch. You, it's not a white Lotus. It's not a uh, Ozark. It's not that type. We're waiting for the new seasons coming out of, of a few different shows. I, to be honest with you, I've watched so many shows at this point that they don't just run into my head. There's so many. And then all of a sudden you say, hey, you know, White Lotus is coming out with season. Oh, I forgot about White Lotus, how great that is. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a I'm just rambling on now about shows that I I don't even know what's coming or going anymore. I watch so many, so many stupid shows. All right. Finally, time for Boone Approved. I, I've been saving this one for a long time. You ready? Yep. Fantasy football. <clears throat> Hashtag Boone Approved. Absolutely not. Never been a fantasy football guy. Uh, most of my buddies are. Swear by it. Love don't it. Don't you feel left out? You know, I, I find now getting a little bit older, uh, you know, a lot of you get set in your ways and, and you do certain things and no, I'm never going to do that. Then you try it and you go, why didn't I do that sooner? 
maybe I'll branch out. Enough of my friends, enough people I respect their their uh, tastes, call it a tastes, really like fantasy football and really enjoy it. I've never gotten into it. Uh, maybe I'll try it. Do your brothers play? So in the meantime, Boone absolutely not approved until uh. I try it and like it, and then maybe it'll be Boone approved. Uh, do my brothers, I believe Aaron's a big fantasy football guy. I don't know that Matthew is. Let's play fantasy football this year. All right, maybe we will. Give no, me a not team. Maybe. Give me... That's, uh, there's no maybe on the Boone podcast. You do or you don't. Well, I'm going to need a little guidance. I'm going to need a little uh, inside information. Hey, what are the what are the tricks of the trade? Uh, I'm sure I'll pick up on it pretty quick, but I, I need the basic starter package. So we'll discuss so that. Be, let's do we'll discuss you, that me, off air. You, me, we'll get a bunch of people. And and uh, I, I think you're just looking for content, to, things to talk about on a weekly basis with the. No, uh, what I'm thinking I'm looking for is putting Brett in a position where he's because you're sick because you're sick because you're sick of talking about Otani. You want to talk about Boone and his in his football league? No, because if you stink at <laughs> fantasy football every week, I'll get to be able to tell everybody how you did. Right. Huh. <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> This is kind of fantasy for me. I get away from the the vacation now. All of a sudden, I got to go back on vacation. I know. Now you got to go back on vacation. Yep. Can you? Can you? For those of you that are watching us on YouTube, because you can watch the show on YouTube, can you pick up your laptop and just kind of show us around your backyard there? Uh yeah. This is the. This is the. Uh, are we seeing anything here? Yeah. Yeah. I see everything. So that's okay. the lanai. Yeah. Swimming pool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Very nice. Yeah. And then we're uh, we're kind of it's almost like a jungle. The beach is beach oh, wow. is close to us, but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool digs. I like it. Yeah. All right. I guess that's better than going to. I uh, no, I'd still rather go to Disney World. All right, guys. That's it. Boone's done. He's about to go back on. His Boone's vacation. done. Yes. Boone's done. All right. That's it for uh, turning two with Booney. Hey, make sure. By the way, uh, you guys have been very lax on reviewing and rating this podcast. Come on. Boone's working hard on vacation. If you like the podcast, rate it. Uh, give it five stars and then write a little review. I haven't had any of those in a while. It helps grow the podcast inside the algorithms so more people can discover our show. So make sure you give us a five-star rating and four-star if you want, three, whatever. I don't care. Or uh, give us a review. That would help us tremendously. So for Brett Boone, enjoy the rest of your vacation, Booney. Thank you. Uh, I'm Rich Herrera. We'll talk to you next time here on the Boone Podcast. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.